Bill O'Reilly here. Welcome to the No Spin News. Wednesday, August 24th, 2022. Stand up for your country. Remember when you were in school, I was in school, and our assignment in September was to write an essay. What you did on your summer vacation. Every nun that I had in eight years at St. Bridget School, I had to write what I did on my summer vacation. And usually the theme of my essay was I stayed out of jail. Okay, (laughs) you know, it was a street life back then. Anyway, I had an interesting summer night last night that I want to tell you about, and that is the subject of this evening's Talking Points Memo. There is a theme to this, so stay with me. So I go to Yankee Stadium, Subway Series, big deal in New York, 50,000 fans, Mets, Yankees, and uh, I'm up in a suite because at this point in my career, I can't sit amongst 50,000 people (laughs) because one of them uh, may not like me. But I have to say, uh, in New York, whether I go to Madison Square Garden, Yankee Stadium, City Field, 99% of the people are very nice. I pose for pictures if they want me to, whatever. And that was the case yesterday. But I go up into the suite to watch the game. And who is one of my suite mates? Ready? Oh, you're going to love this. Ready? Supreme Court Justice Sonia Sotomayor. Okay. Big Yankee fan, born in the Bronx, 1954. She's 68 years old. Uh, An amazing story of success in America. So she is there. And uh, uh, one of my urchins is a political science major. And he held his own with Justice Sotomayor in a very nice discussion. I kind of, you know, look, Sonia Sotomayor and Bill O'Reilly don't see eye to eye on anything. I think that's pretty, um, I think that's pretty clear. But it was respectful. It was respectful. Now, the woman, I told her that, I said, you know, maybe someday I'm going to write about your story. So she comes uh, from the projects in the Bronx. Don't get rougher than that. Parents born in Puerto Rico, father never spoke English. She didn't speak English for the first part of her life. Yet she went to Cardinal Spellman High School, which used to play uh, my high school, Chaminade, in sports. She graduated valedictorian. She went to Princeton, full-ride scholarship. Then she goes to Yale Law School. Okay, so the system worked for Sonia Sotomayor. However, she made it work. She applied herself, self-reliance. And she had a much rougher road than I did to get to be one of the most powerful women in the world, but she did it. Now, I'm telling you all this because there are two things that I had met her before at the Kennedy Center's Honors in Washington, D.C., a big liberal exposition. You see it on CBS every December. I uh, gave the award to Herbie Hancock, shocking President Obama and everybody else in the audience. But Herbie asked for me. I love Herbie. Not only do I love his music, but he is such a great guy. So I gave Herbie his award, his Kennedy Center award, and Sonia Sotomayor was backstage, all right? 
and I met her there. And again, very respectful. It, it, you don't have to agree in this country. But I was happy last night to have my son speak with her, you know, and, and she was interested. He's a political science major. I think someday he may be president. <laughs> he might. He's smarter than I am. He's better looking than I am. Um, and I'm very proud of him. Anyway, um, the reason I'm bringing this to your attention is that Sonia Sotomayor is not the problem in America, even though uh, she doesn't see the Constitution the way I see it. She sees it as an evolving document that should help people now and that uh, the situation in the United States now is not what it was in 1776. So her duty is to basically vote left and liberal on everything, which she does. And that's her sincerely felt belief. It's interesting because Clarence Thomas had probably a, a rougher time of it than uh, Justice Sotomayor, and he went exactly the other way. He believes that the Constitution should be upheld the way it was written by the Founding Fathers. Fascinating. And it's battling around in my mind that I might get those two into some kind of history situation. Anyway, I wanted to tell you about it. It was an extraordinary summer evening. I know Sister Mary Lorana, if uh, giving my essay today, I, that's what I would write about, and I, I might even get a good raid, which I never did. All right, let's get on. That is a memo. Let's get on to uh, what happened today. So President Biden signs the debt forgiveness deal. It's so complicated to make your head hurt. Uh, if you want to know about it, all you have to do is go and read it. But it ties into a whole bunch of things. Primarily, it's a giant giveaway to buy votes in November. That's what it is. It does alleviate some suffering, some financial suffering. Some people will benefit from it. But it's tied into um, the education department. And, and I'm not going to go over the, all the stuff. But it's going to cost the uh, taxpayer, you and me, $300 billion over a 10-year period. It's definitely inflationary, no doubt about that. But there's two reasons why Biden did it. Number one, as I said, he wants to buy votes in November because the Democrats are in big trouble. And number two, this is part of the scheme on the progressive left, of which Mr. Biden is now an enthusiastic member, to take over the Department of Education, to run pre-K to grad school education in America. That's the goal of the progressive left. Run it, indoctrinate all students every state into the leftist socialist philosophy. That's what's going on here, okay? Now, they can't do it all at once. Most people don't even understand what's going on here. I was on a Hannity radio program today. I spelled it out pretty vividly. That's posted on BillOReilly.com. If you want to know what the ultimate goal of this is, it's, you know, you get a, an immediate vote-buying effect. You get a long-term the socialists want to run the economy, the education system, everything. They want to control Americans' cradle to grave. That's what socialism is. Okay. Now, Ukraine also got uh, $3 billion more, $14 billion going over to Ukraine. We don't have any, uh, once that money gets into Kyiv, we don't know where it goes. We don't know how it's spent. But that's every bit of foreign aid. Nobody knows. They say, yes, we're going to do this, we're going to do that. But who knows? The United States does not audit that. 
So 14 billion, some conservatives are jumping up and down screaming. I think it's a good investment. This war has weakened Putin. Believe me, it has weakened this man. And he is a tyrant. He is a warmonger. And China is watching this. Putin is not winning Ukraine. He's not winning anything. Okay? They blew up this poor girl, the daughter of one of its cronies, the other day. This is going to go on forever. Putin is now diminished forever. So if we have to spend $14 billion to hurry that along, good. And the United States is benefiting economically because Europe now has to buy much of its energy from us. I mean, Biden will never tell you that, but that's what's happening. All right. One guy. Um, um, oh, I want to do one more story before we get to Newt Gingrich, who is our guest tonight. Um, yesterday, we told you that Donald Trump every day is going to be now pillared by the establishment media, just like Russian collusion. Exact same playbook. Every day there's going to be a leak from the Justice Department or wherever. Trump did this with the documents. Trump did that. He had the nuclear secrets. He blew up Albania. Nobody knew it. Trump stole this and he's going to do that every blanking day. That is by design. There is an alliance between the so-called legacy corporate media and the Democratic Party. Democrats can't run on the issues. They got to make Trump the issue in November, which is what they are doing now. This is why you hear this. All anonymous sources. It's exactly the same as Russian collusion. And we all know how that turned out. But it was two years of hysteria by the press. Now you're going to get three months of hysteria leading into the midterm elections about this document stuff. Now, I don't even report it. Once I see sources close to or sources who know, I'm not reporting it. I'm not. It's garbage. As I wrote in my column on BillOReilly.com, garbage in, garbage out. I don't want to be a garbage man, although I respect sanitation workers. Okay. On the real clear politics generic ballot, which means who would you vote for in general in November? It's a tie now, 44. It's a tie. It should not be a tie. Republicans should be ahead by 10 points. Now, do I believe real clear politics? No, not necessarily. But the media goes, yeah, we're going to make it about Trump and then we'll prevail. That's what they're doing. Okay, joining us now from Northern Virginia is a legendary Newt Gingrich, Speaker of the House from 1995 to 98. Got a new book out, and you uh, would be wise to check this book out. It plays right into what I was talking about, Defeating Big Government Socialism, Saving America's Future. Book's doing very well. You can get it everywhere, Amazon and all bookstores. And it's a pleasure to have you back. Newt Gingrich. So in my monologue, did anything stick out? You want to scold me? Did I do anything uh, precarious? Uh, first of all, I, I love your pride in, in your son and your commitment to his presidential race. Uh, and I thought I'll remember that the rest of my life. I thought it was just great. And I think it was great that, uh, you know, the, the three of you, Sotomayor, uh, could have that kind of a moment. I mean, we need a lot more of America talking with itself rather than yelling at each other. And I, I thought it was a great story. I liked, I liked your opening. Thank you. Um, I agree with you on Ukraine. Uh, 
if the Russians continue to get a bloody nose and can't win, that sends a pretty powerful signal to China that they are faced with uh, uh, Taiwan could be comparable in getting them bogged down. If we collapse and have lacked the nerve, then I think that could send a signal to China, to China that it's okay to invade uh, Taiwan. Uh, the other thing I would say is that the, the grave danger of uh, Biden signing a deal with the Iranians, <clears throat> I think, again, is in that same zone of uh, things that could be really bad. Uh, you pointed out that the uh, that, that Biden is signing this giveaway, uh, which which I th I think it's a, it's a fascinating case study. I mean, you know, the amazing number of Americans who didn't go to a four year college, don't owe student debt, they're out there, uh, they're a farmer trying to pay off their tractor, they're a, a plumber trying to pay off their 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 truck, they're a waitress going to work every day trying to earn money for their family. They're now going to pay taxes to pay off the debt for somebody who's going to have a much higher income than they do. Uh, this is an inflationary step. Uh, it is a step which adds to our total national deficit. Uh, it's, it's, it's not a giveaway. We're simply transferring the burden from the people who got the advantage by going to school to everybody in the whole country as taxpayers. Uh, but it fits where the Democrats are right now. They, they are the party of big government socialism. They are committed to making all of us dependent on government. And if they had their way, government would run everything in our lives. Uh, and I think that we need to recognize how, how sincere they are, how real this is. These people are not doing things because they're incompetent. They're doing things because they really believe in them. Well, I don't know how much Joe Biden knows of what he's doing or the big picture. You obviously uh, worked with a number of presidents. You know them personally. And, you know, you and Bill Clinton had a fairly uh, respectful relationship. And that was one of the models that I used. I had a respectful relationship with Barack Obama. I have with uh, most, not Nancy Pelosi. I think she's a destructive force in this country. And I, I could never reach detente with her. But with most on the left, I, we have a respectful discourse. However, I think Biden is diminished. And I don't think he really understands uh, the unintended consequences of what he does. He couldn't possibly have an open border. Yet uh, he's being used and manipulated by the progressive left. Do you agree with that? Yeah, look, I think Biden basically is an old-time ward politician who at a very young age won a Senate seat in a small state, managed to keep getting reelected. Uh, I, I used to work with Biden. I don't think he's all that smart. Uh, but, you know, he's persistent. He's been out there a long time. I doubt very much if he knows much of what's going on or much of, of the ramifications of what's going on. He has surrounded himself with very left-wing and radical people. Uh, <clears throat> I think they basically run the place. Uh, I don't think anybody seriously believes Joe Biden runs the place. And I think that uh, when you watch him in public, you realize this, this is a very limited person uh, and he's doing the things almost overwhelmingly that the left wants. Uh, you so, and Biden uh, are just about the same age. I want to point that out because, I mean, you know, you're, you're pretty much on it and he can't get three sentences out. Um, before we get into the media <laughs> and their alliance, which you talked about on cable, I saw you, I think it was last week. Before we get to that, Jill Biden is like Nancy Reagan in the sense that she's a gatekeeper. Jill Biden a radical leftist, in your opinion? I, I have no way of knowing, to be honest. Um, I, I'm assuming that they probably, probably deep down, 
they've 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 drunk the Kool-Aid. They've accepted they have a worldview now. They're surrounded by people who are radicals, and they have a worldview where it all makes sense to them. I mean, I can't understand otherwise why it's as bad. I I don't think they're bad because of incompetence. I think they're bad because they really believe this stuff. But and they're really, you know, you? I don't think two million people came in in the country illegally because of incompetence. They how, want open borders. But how could you believe it? So you are converted. Uh, you converted to Catholicism, right? Yeah. So Joe Biden makes a big deal about his Catholicism. And then he goes out and he's the most radical president as far as accessibility to abortion and public funding of that, of any president in the history of the United States by far. OK, so. That doesn't make any sense at all. And he's got to know that his advocacy for abortion costs the lives of millions of unborn children. He's got to know that. Second thing is violent crime. He used to be, when you were speaker, the toughest SOB in the Democratic Party. Put him away. Lock him up. Put him away. Now he doesn't want to put anybody away. He loves these radical left DAs. How can you, you know, how can a human being change that much? I know modification. I, I All right. But abandoning all your principles? How does that happen? Well, you know, when, when uh, Henry of Navarre decided to end the French War of Religion, he converted to being Catholic. And his line was that Paris was worth a mass. I think Biden decided that being a radical was the price of being president, so he'd be a radical. And I think from that point on, he has been faithful to the left done to surround himself with left wing. I mean, look at some of the people they appoint in this administration. I mean, they're, they're people you couldn't have dreamed of 10 years ago, ending up in public life. Uh, look at the values of some of these people. And, and, but that's where the Democratic Party is now. I mean, you go around the country, you know, how do they get so many votes in the House and Senate? Because they're a machine. And if you're not going to be part of the machine, as, as a moderate Democrat congressman found out in Oregon, you're going to get beat in the primary. Yeah, you're not going to get uh, any money. I think, yeah. Right. No. So you you got to go along with it or you're earning out. Now, part of the machine, a big part of it, is the corporate media. And the corporate media has now forged an alliance because, look, if you were just going by inflation, economy, open border, uh, rise of violent crime, uh, collapse of the U.S. airline industry, I mean, across the board, things are worse now than they were when Trump was the president. There's no, you can't argue it. It's insane. However, according to Real Clear and the generic vote, half of the country says, you know, I'd still rather vote for this unbelievable incompetence and dangerous policy than vote for Republicans. Doesn't make any sense. Well, I'd look, we may, I'll be curious to see your reaction to this, but I've, I've talked to a number of my friends who are pretty sophisticated pollsters. Almost all the polls the Real Clear Politics is getting are junk. They oversample Democrats. They oversample people who aren't going to vote. Uh, they're consistently wrong. We, I, I wrote a newsletter recently at Gingrich 360 where I outlined that every the August of every election year, we go through the same cycle. Uh, they print phony polls. They try to depress us. Uh, people, for example, at Trafalgar, which is very accurate, or Scott Rasmussen. Uh, Rasmussen has us plus five on the generic. Uh, I think Trafalgar basically agrees with that. Uh, insider Advantage, uh, Matt Towery basically agrees with that. So what, what part, part of what you're getting here is just pure propaganda. 70% uh, of the country is unhappy with Biden economically. 
Uh, over seven, three out of four Americans believe we're on the wrong track. When you look at the undecided voters, they're overwhelmingly anti-Biden. Uh, they haven't yet decided they're going to vote Republican, but they're overwhelmingly anti-Biden. And you look at their internal views, uh, they're almost certainly going to break through, probably three to one for Republicans. All so, right. So as it stands uh, I actually now, think we're in good shape. I agree with your analysis. We here at BillOReilly.com follow Trafalgar and Rasmussen because they're the most accurate. They have been. They right. have a track record. The others are ridiculous. So if you, well, here you are. Right now, August 24th, uh, you say Republicans win the House by a lot? Yeah. There's an outside possibility that Kevin McCarthy will become Speaker with the largest Republican majority since 1920, uh, partly because they're so much stronger. I mean, remember, there are only four seats out of control right now. Uh, when, when we had to put together a majority in 1994, we had, we had to pick up about 30 or 35 seats just to get to the majority. He's got to pick up four. So I, th I think they will get probably minimum 25, maximum 70. Uh, and you, and wow. you won't know until late October because these kind of landslides, I mean, I worked with Reagan and his people on the 1980 campaign, which turned into a landslide. I worked, as you know, in the 1994 contract with America campaign, which turned into a landslide. You don't, on these kind of landslides, you don't really quite know district by district. Although I have to say, Joe Gaylord, who was my partner, in 19, on September 17th, 1994, was off by one seat. He took us through the whole country, district by district. He missed one seat. He, we, did, we didn't count on beating Rostenkowski, uh, right. the chairman so of Ways and Means in downtown Chicago. Maybe a historic landslide in the House. Now, the Senate, more problematic. How do you see that? Plus four or plus seven. I, I just spent an hour and a half yesterday at the Senatorial Committee going through every single seat in the country. Uh, and I think we're very competitive everywhere. And again, it's the same phenomena. When you look at uh, Trafalgar's numbers for Ohio, for example, J.D. Vance is comfortably ahead. When you look at the numbers in Pennsylvania, it's a very close race. You look at the numbers in Georgia, it's a very close race. Now, when you get the Atlanta Journal-Constitution's public poll uh, designed to depress Republicans, uh, then, then Herschel Walker has a bigger problem. But I, I remember uh, in 1990, the liberal Detroit newspaper on the Saturday before the election, had John Engler losing by 19 points against the incumbent governor. And on Tuesday, he won. Now, he didn't make up 19 points over, over the weekend. The, the poll was just a lie. It was false. And we see this all the time. If you're a conservative, you have to assume that most of the news media is propaganda, and you can't allow it to, to demoralize you. Yeah, it's and, the and independence frankly, that they're after. Uh, that's why they're doing this Trump, uh, you know, sure scandal of the day and, and all that. Final question, uh, your, your book, I, as I said in the beginning, Defeating Big Government Socialism, it's an important book for people who want the best for their country to read on both sides, I think. Um, what is the main takeaway that you want the reader to learn from the book? Well, I, I hope they will learn that the things that are causing us pain, whether it's high gasoline prices, high food prices, uh, rising murder rates, you name it, are not incompetence. They are a value system of big government uh, socialism uh, and that we can't just beat individuals. We have to defeat the ideas. And it's really based in part on, on Margaret Thatcher 
who set out in 1975 uh, when she became the conservative leader, <clears throat> she set out to destroy socialism. And by the time she was done, no openly left-wing leader has been prime minister of Great Britain in 40 years. I think we have to do the same thing. We have to get across the idea. It's not just these people aren't incompetent. They believe in a system that doesn't work, that's going to bankrupt the country, that's going to leave us with children who are uneducated, a defense system that can't protect us, and criminals dominating our streets. And it's because they really believe in this stuff. I know. It's, uh, hard, not, to believe. it's hard to fathom, but I, I know you're right. Anyway, that was a good interview. I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, if people want to reach your enterprises, uh, give us the uh, web numbers and all that. Sure. Then go to Ging they go to Gingrich360.com. Well, I have to say, Bill, I always enjoy being with you. Um, you always shoot straight from the hip. You are not in any way particularly biased or intimidated. Uh, and I never quite know how you're going to start the evening. And if you had said to me, oh, we're going to talk about being in, the, in a suite talking to a Supreme Court justice while watching a baseball game, I don't think I would have bet on that. <laughs> I usually don't know until about 10 minutes before airtime. Anyway, it's good to see you. You're looking good. Great to be And I want to remind Thanks. everybody that Biden and Gingrich are pretty much the same age. All right. So there you go. Yeah. Uh, good luck with it. And uh, I hope we can talk again soon, Mr. Speaker. Thank good. you very much. Okay, Law & Order DA report out of California, Tolo, Yolo County, Y-O-L-O, -O, it's a Sacramento area. The DA there did a study, his name is Jeff Rissing, about uh, criminals let out on bail. Ready? 70% um, of suspects released on no bail have re-offended. 20% violently. 70%? Why? They're drug addicts. Drug addicts need money to buy their drugs. This is not a PhD program. Let the drug addicts out of custody after they steal your car or beat the hell out of you. They're going to do it again. So there's the data right there. YOLO County. Life expectancy USA dropped two years from 79 to 77. Okay, so two reasons, covid and drugs. So Biden's open border policy, unintended consequence. We're flooded with more narcotics, dangerous drugs like fentanyl and heroin and cocaine uh, more than ever before. And there are very few prohibitions socially. You don't hear the school saying don't take drugs anymore. Oh, no, no, no. We're not going to make any judgments. So drugs, deaths, COVID deaths, two-year drop. Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the largest online nursery in the USA with more than 10,000 plant varieties and millions of satisfied customers? I have their trees and plants at my home and they're fantastic. Have you had your fair share of landscaping woes and wasted weekends at crowded nurseries? Finding Fast Growing Trees will be like stumbling upon a hidden treasure, believe me. With fast-growing trees, it's different. From fruit trees to houseplants, they have it all delivered right to your doorstep. Plus, their plant experts are always available for advice. And here's the best part. This spring, they have up to half off on select plants. And my audience can get an extra 15% off by using promo code BILL at checkout. 
So please go to fastgrowingtrees.com. Use promo code Bill at checkout. Cable TV dropping even more. And this is because it's garbage. I'm not just talking cable news. I'm talking it's the programming. I got 100 channels. Okay, and I, I mean, I'm clicking around going, is there anything on? I don't want to watch tuna get caught. Or I don't want to watch some guy in Alaska when it's 20 below go around chasing a moose. I, I'm sorry. Maybe once in a while, but every hour on the hour. So cable... Basic cable, 19% down July to July. And the network is down 40%, 39%. Why? The network is nothing. Nothing. Survivor this, Bachelor that, singing. Yo. Okay? And the average age watching network TV is now over 60, which is why you see all those drug things. And if you buy this drug, this will give you relief. But your toes might fall off and your knee might go in the back of your head. And <laughs> that's what they got. Now, cable news is down big, as we've been telling you as well, because it's just repetitive. It's the same thing every night. You know it. You tune it in and it's like uh, conspiracy after conspiracy after conspiracy. They got 18 people coming in. You don't know who they are. Oh, this might have happened. I heard this. It's like, whoa. Okay. This is why we are prospering here. Now, you uh, should know that we have signed an alliance with Vidgo, a streaming service. And listen to this, streaming viewership, which means you buy an alternative service like Vidgo, is up 35% year to year, 35. So people are going, you know, I've had enough of the networks, I've had enough of the cable, I'm going to do the streaming, and there's going to be enough stuff up there, sports and entertainment, and now news, me, and we'll have an announcement after Labor Day about a new weekly program we're launching on VidGo, that I'm not going to pay the 200 bucks. I'll pay 75 which is what VidGo charges. Okay. Um, here's a study from Texas Tech. It says that if you watch TV news on a regular basis, you are more likely to suffer both physical and mental health problems. All right? This is a... Survey with 1,100 respondents, most of them Democrat. I don't know why. And it's basically, uh, if you watch a lot of news, you will have significantly greater physical ill-being than others who don't. I think it's all about agita. You just get like, you know? Some people like that. I know people who, who love to live in a state of agitation. They love it. They just want to be upset all the time and crazed all the time. Smart life. Okay. So this is, uh, as I told you, taking off on BillOReilly.com. We have a smart life uh, place where you can see it. and You don't have to be a premium member. You just go there. And we got tips to save you money, tips about life, tips about everything. So Labor Day coming up, right? Labor Day is not like uh, Thanksgiving or anything like that, but 12 million people are expected to fly during the Labor Day holiday weekend. And I wish you all good luck. I am not flying. Uh, um, it's not happening. You're going to get hosed because there are still thunderstorms. And whenever there's a thunderstorm, that means the plane can't take off someplace and it backs it all up and you're not going to get what you want to get in a uh, 
reasonable amount of time. It's just the way it is. But it's also more expensive. So airfares are up 23 percent over uh, 2019. Hotels are up 6 percent. And rent-a-cars average $63 a day plus gas. So if you're traveling, bring a lot of money. Now, here is the Smart Life tip. Travel at night. So I, in the fall, I have to go to a few places, and I'm not flying. Uh, commercial. I might fly private to one because it's far away. Uh, but I have to go to Boston, for example. Uh, I'm driving. But I'm not driving during the day. That's insane. So I'll leave, I don't know, 8 o'clock at night, and I'll roll in there about 1130, and, uh, unless the troopers in Connecticut stop me, and they, and they desperately want to. Um, but I'm not, I drive at night. Now, I know some people can't, but if you can, that will, that's the best travel tip I can give you. You will save hours of frustration. It's safer. It's safer. During the day, it's insane. And the construction here, ah, oh, in the Northeast, <laughs> I can't even, can't even describe it. It looks like something out of Zimbabwe. I've been to Zimbabwe. I know what it looks like. That's what it looks like here in the Northeast. Why can't they get these projects done? The federal government pumping hundreds of millions of dollars into the states to fix these things, and they can't get them fixed. What's that all about? All right, this day in history, um, August 24th, 1814. Come on, you know what happened. August 24th, 1814, British troops burned the White House. But it wasn't really called the White House, and it was the executive mansion. So what happened here? Well, this was the War of 1812. It was a dopey war uh, in Europe. Um, Britain was fighting Napoleon, okay? And uh, both France and Britain were uh, stopping American shipping. And Britain was forcing American seamen to go on British ships and be sailors for them with no compensation. It's like slavery. So James Madison, the president, declared war on Great Britain, not France. And in addition to that, Britain was giving guns and booze to the American Indian tribes. Okay, through Canada. So Madison, one of the first campaigns was American soldiers went up to York, Canada. What's York today? Toronto. And there was a fierce fight. In response, the British command said, you know what? We're going to teach Madison a lesson. Sailed up the Potomac, got out, light resistance, because the U.S. didn't have much of an army back then, federal forces. It was all state militias still. And they ran in, and uh, Jemmy, that's what they call James Madison, ran to Maryland. Got out of there just in time with Dolly, Dolly Madison, his wife. They got out before the British got in. The British ran into the executive mansion and, and had lunch. They stole the food that was meant for Jemmy and Dolly. And then they burned it. And that was uh, the highlight of the War of 1812 until Andrew Jackson kicked their butts in the Battle of New Orleans, one of the great campaigns in American history. So uh, that was uh, 208 years ago today, the Executive Mansion White House was burned. Uh, let us take a short break, and then we have a mail segment, and we have a final thought that I know you're going to want to hear. 
Everything is expensive these days, you know that. The government is printing trillions of dollars in consumer prices higher than ever. If the government continues its printing and spending, the dollar could continue its freefall and lose its coveted role as the world reserve currency. Let's hope that doesn't happen. But there are a few things you can do right now. American Hartford Gold can show you how to protect your money, your retirement, your hard-earned savings against inflation by helping you diversify a portion of your portfolio into physical gold and silver. Start with a short phone call, and they can have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or put inside your 401k or IRA. So please call or text them right now. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. Call 877-444-GOLD, 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Again, that's 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. I'm Mike Slater from the podcast Politics by Faith. This is a crazy time in our country. It's stressful, a lot of anxiety, and it's going to get worse. And I realized that one of the things that helps me take away the stress is realizing that there's nothing new under the sun. So on this podcast, we take the news of the day and we run it through the Bible and other periods in history to realize that we've been through this before and we can rise above again. Politics by Faith, anywhere you listen to the podcast. Politics by Faith. Okay, let's do the mail here. Rory is a concierge member. This is a good time to check out concierge membership on BillOReilly.com. For all you millions of people listening on the radio, you know, become a premium member. You get direct access to me and I will help you. I promise. Rory says we must protect our elections among these masses of illegal migrants. Can't allow this plan for importing voters to work for the Democrats. That's not the issue now. The migrants are not going to be able to vote. Each state regulates the elections. Some states have tightened it up. Some states haven't. Okay, but illegal migrants don't have anything to do with the upcoming election. Scat. Bill, what do you think Jesus would do with the five million foreign nationals crossing into the United States? He would feed them, bless them, and try to help them. That's what Jesus did. But I think Jesus would go to Washington and look at Congress and the president and say, you must enforce the law. And if you don't like the immigration law, change it the way the Constitution dictates. Lloyd Rubin, Westchester County, New York. Am I correct when I say that if tuition forgiveness is enacted, that amount will be considered a taxable income? No. Debt forgiveness is debt forgiveness. No tax uh, at the bottom of that. Georgia. Bill, can you explain weighted race distribution when it comes to voting machines? I cannot. I don't know what that is. I know there are millions of theories. I don't deal with theories. Georgia goes on. Do you still believe Dominion will win its case against Fox and Newsmax? Unless Fox and Newsmax have evidence clearly that the machines were faulty. They don't. They'll lose. Patricia, do you think America will split into two based on political preference? I do not. That will not happen in my lifetime. Not happening. Peter, concierge member, you named Senator Schumer as a recipient 
of George Soros money are there any Republican recipients? Not that we know of. I mean, obviously, Soros a radical leftist. Who's, who's he going to give money to on the Republican side? Greg Drawhorn, Valley Mills, Texas. President Trump has requested a grandmaster to oversee the FBI. Um, how can one be sure the FBI is not already seeing protected information? Can't be sure. How can you be sure? They don't, nobody knows what's going on inside the FBI headquarters. Lee Muller, Alehi, no, it's A-I-E-A. I don't know how to say it. Hawaii. During discussion today, Bill, about the raid on President Trump's residence, a friend of mine insisted the DOJ had requested certain documents from Trump back in January, but he refused to give them up. Trump people gave up a lot of documents. I don't know if they gave them all up. Nobody knows. If there's indictment, then we'll see. Gary Holt, Anchorage, Alaska. I do not see the difference between an unnamed source and a confidential source. I don't trust either of them. Apparently you do, as you spoke highly of information received by John Solomon. I don't want anonymous sources, but that's not what Solomon got. He got actual documents that we could see. Uh, uh, Let's see. One more. Douglas Fuqua, Perlin, Texas. Bill, thanks for your savings tip. Vidgo is easy to set up. And I am saving a lot of money. There you go. Okay, word of the day, do not be supercilious. One word, supercilious. S-U-P-E-R-C-I-L-I-O-U-S. And uh, Killing the Killers, if you haven't read it, grab it, grab it. And Killing the Legends out, September 27th. You could pre-order that. You'll like it. Back with the final thought about what I'm doing uh, in the next few days. Hey, this is Vivek Ramaswamy. The media has systematically lied to you. The Hunter Biden laptop story, the origin of COVID-19, the Trump-Russia collusion hoax, or how your money's being spent in Ukraine. Enough already with the lies. No more lies, hard truths only. That's what the Truth Podcast is all about. It's not standard conservative talking points. If you want that, go somewhere else. But if you want the hard truth delivered to you in a way that challenges you and will challenge me intellectually, you're not gonna find anything like this on the internet. Subscribe to The Truth Podcast today on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Here is a final thought of the day, courtesy of the Go-Go's. Roll it. All right, the Go-Go's were not water skiing. I hope you saw that little cut in there. (laughs) Anyway, we're going on vacation. Uh, I need it. All right, for many, many reasons. But my staff needs it. They need to get away from me. Okay? So we'll be back uh, the day after Labor Day, that Tuesday. In the meantime, we've got great stuff. We're going to be updating BillOReilly.com every day. So you're going to see, you know, I'm not going to do a column, but we're going to rerun old columns, old messages, old, you know, recent. And, but we'll have a lot of stuff. And um, we always do. It's fun to go on there, BillOReilly.com. But uh, I got to take a break. And we do a lot of stuff here. And as I said yesterday, in September, it's madness. Got a new weekly show uh, we're going to tell you about. You're going to like it. 
We got uh, Killing the Legends, going to be a huge controversial book out September 27th. We got the midterm elections, and we will give you honest reporting on them. Most others will not. Um, you will get it here. Uh, and very important election, one of the most important in my lifetime. So we need to rest up a little bit. I am not going anywhere because my backyard is the Atlantic Ocean, so I'll be in that ocean. Those sharks, you better not mess with me. You better not mess with me. Mm. Kung fu. Thank you for watching the No Spin News and listening on our radio stations across the world. We will see you Tuesday after Labor Day.